Hey, I'm Claudia from Soloka, and this is Skills Pay Bills, a recap. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in today. Um, I just have a few things I would like to talk about, one of them being the airport and the awesome experience that I had. So I really wanted to talk about um, having my... <laughs> Hold on, let me start all over. Okay. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. All right. Hey, I'm Claudia from So Loca, and this is Skills Pay Bills, the podcast. <laughs> I wanted to basically do a little recap of all the things that I've been up to, which has been a lot. But I would like to start off with the installation at the airport. One of the things that really got me through this amazing experience and being able to like show up and make sure everything was packed and ready to go was creating a checklist. <laughs> and one of the reasons why I created a checklist is because I'm ultra paranoid about going to the airport and forgetting something. And this wasn't any different than any other time that I've traveled. So creating a checklist and making sure I had everything and all the things I needed to install was really important to me. And I felt like towards the end in the installation date, which was like a really big relief for me, um, just knowing that they were where they needed to go and they weren't going to be in the studio and they weren't going to get damaged or any of, the, of those kind of things. I really started to put a lot of thought into each jacket. And the last jacket, the Blur the Seams, which was our initial proposal for this project, um, really holds a, a, a special place in my heart. Um, so my grandma passed away um, in, on, uh, Christmas Eve of this past year and she didn't have a visa, so she couldn't travel back and forth. And it made it really difficult for her to even come to San Diego, knowing that there was going to be a border, um, check. So if you go and check out this installation, there's actually a little dedication, um, that I made for my grandma, um, on Blur the Seams, the jacket, and the whole idea of Blur the Seams, the jacket, was being able to erase lines, borders, seams, um, and showing our migration through our work, through how we migrate as people, and I really felt that this jacket was going to be a great dedication for my grandma because for a really long time, she wasn't able to go back and forth. And so this jacket um, means a lot to me to have it in um, the San Diego International Airport because um, it's dedication to my grandma, someone that supported my work for a really long time, and someone that believed in me and someone that um, here and there comes and gives me these little like messages. So I'm really grateful for such an amazing opportunity that Daniel, which is the curator of uh, this ex exhibition, which is Espacio and Lines, that is going to be available for the whole entire year for World Design Capital. So if you would like to go and check it out, please be aware that it's going to be at Baggage Claim in Terminal 2. 
you don't need a ticket to go and check it out, which is great. Um, and it will be up and available for you to see for a whole entire year. There's other cool jackets like the Guadalajara jacket, which is basically where my parents are from. And that was a leather mosaic that I made out of scraps, um, which is um, what I've heard to be the iconic jacket of all four. Um, we also have the San Fernando jacket because San Fernando is where I am from. Um, and it plays a huge part in who I am as an artist. Um, and so I wanted to have a little bit of the 818 represented in San Diego, but I also have, um, a San Diego jacket and the San Diego jacket is, um, a very important jacket to me because of the coloring that was chosen on this jacket. So there's four specific colors. There's orange, there's yellow, there's green, and there's blue. And they're all positive colors that contribute to um, positive feelings of emotions. And I chose those colors because each different color represents, like I said, a different emotion, different um I guess aura coloring and San Diego has been a really important place for me. It's, um, it actually allowed for me to grow as a person, as an artist. Um, I had a daughter here in San Diego. I anchored myself with a daughter and I've also have been married here in San Diego. So San Diego is my home. It is where I feel I've grown a lot. So San Diego has a very special place in my heart, just like San Fernando does. So there is a little bit of like that whole, like I'm torn by two different places, but I feel like overall the San Diego airport installation was such an amazing experience for me. It was such an ex amazing experience for both me and Manny, uh, for us to be able to collaborate on a project together. Um, there was a lot of going back and forth with, um, me and Manu working on like the risers, being able to figure out how we're going to display things, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the sketches, which if you know, I don't ever sketch things out. So this was really stepping out of my comfort zone. And I really was, um, how do you say, I really liked the challenge of being able to get myself out of my comfort zone for the reason of being able to show that I'm capable of doing things that I'm usually not um, doing on a regular basis. And in that way, I'm really grateful for this amazing opportunity. And I think we did a great job as a team. And I'm looking forward to other amazing opportunities like that because I know that I could execute them and execute them well. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk about is the Grammy I received yesterday. Check this out. I was uh, uh, an awardee for the Peacemaker Award um, from the Rotorac in City Heights. Um, I was very nervous and excited. I think those two things have similar emotions tied in together. But I always get you know, a little anxious and nervous going into like a room and having to talk about myself. Um, it's a little awkward still, but, um, I always, like I always say, if you, you are the only person that really truly knows your story. And if you're able to tell your story, tell your story 
Because if you allow someone else to tell your story, it's probably not going to be a correct version of your story. So in that way, being able to stand in front of people and tell your story and be a vulnerable person and make mistakes and do all that kind of stuff, it only makes you human and it allows for people to relate to you. So in that way, don't be afraid to stand in front of a crowd of people and tell them about all the cool things that you do because... Um, people will admire you for having courage to stand up in front of a crowd of people that you don't know and tell them the things that you're really passionate about. So in that way, I'm really grateful for this awesome little award that I got. Look at this. This is so cool. I think I'm going to have to clean it because there's a lot of fingerprint marks because I've been holding it and kind of taking pictures with it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited about it. But I'm also excited that this gets to go into the studio. And I've had a really hard time, you know, stepping into the realm of acknowledging all the awards and all the accolades and all the articles and all that kind of stuff that I receive. And there was a time that I just kind of wanted to put them away and hide them under the bed and do all that kind of stuff. And now, after I read something online, it said, my parents didn't come to this country to raise a broke bitch. And I'm going to change it a little bit. And I would like to start focusing on a wall with all my awards and all my recognitions. But on there, I would like for it to say, my parents didn't come to this country to basically raise a mediocre ass bitch. And so I'm really trying to allow my light to shine as bright as it can because I know that sometimes we need these kind of things for us to be inspired and for you to see someone that's really living in their truth and really going for, you know, their dreams and their passions and all those kind of things because the reality is is that we could do anything that we really set our minds to. It's just about talking to our friends and family and um, aligning yourself with people that also have these really insane visions of themselves where you could, you know, relate to them. So like that, your your grand vision doesn't seem so out of the ordinary. So in that way, surround yourself with people that also see themselves as a grand vision and, um, Trust me, it'll take you to a lot of amazing places. There's other projects I really wanted to talk about. So uh, there is one thing that is coming up, which I'm really excited about, which is Noche de Cumbia, which is March 2nd. The last time that we went to Noche de Cumbia, it was a lot of fun. I hadn't danced like that in a really long time. And so I was still a little rusty, but I've been practicing my dance moves um, and if you do come out, it is such an amazing time. It is at the Courtyard, which is in East Village. It's right here in downtown. And the music is amazing. The venue is amazing. The people that go and dance are freaking amazing. It's a whole all the way around amazing time. And so what I recommend, you come, you shop our booth, <laughs> You dance, and then after you go and get tacos somewhere really good. But it's such a fun night. 
Um, like I said, we the last time that we went to Noche de Cumbia, it was such a great experience. We really had a really good time. We danced. We hadn't done that in a really long time. So being able to do something like this, even if it means that we're working a little bit, it still allows us to to slide in some little steps here and there. So I'm excited. If you want to um, basically show up you need tickets. I believe that they're still, they still have tickets at the door, but I would suggest getting your tickets beforehand. Um, I'm sure many will add like a link, right? <laughs> and uh, you get your tickets there, but this is like an event that you don't want to miss. It's a perfect day to just go out and dance and get together with a bunch of friends. So Noche de Cumbia, don't forget March, March 2nd. It's from like four to 10 so bring some comfy shoes because you're going to dance all night. There's other things I did want to talk about. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, which has been such an important thing for me, is embroidery nights. Embroidery nights aren't just a thing where people get together and they just embroider. It's actually a way of having conversations with people in your communities and these are conversations of things that matter. And so really allowing for people to get together, for you to meet people, for you to have meaningful conversations, and for you to have meaningful relationships with people that are in your community. These are people that you might not see on an everyday basis, but you have something in common, like an arts and crafts kind of thing. So embroidery is just the icebreaker um, for you to feel comfortable. And then obviously meeting someone that is aligned with the things that you also like is basically the cherry on top. I feel that embroidery nights are one of those kind of things where it's like every time that we do have an embroidery night, it feels very refreshing to be able to have conversations with people that you know, want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to not be on their phone, they want to do something where they don't have to go out somewhere and drink, um, but if you do, you could bring a bottle of wine, but it is one of those cool things where you could basically allow yourself to meet someone that is new, um, embroidery, uh, embroidery as a whole is very fun, it is therapeutic. It allows for you to slow down. And it is one of those activities that right before bed, if you're doing a few stitches, it allows for you to really slow down and not have to be in front of a screen the whole entire time. So for that reason, I think embroidery nights are really crucial for our well-being as people. And they're also crucial for keeping conversations going in community spaces. So I do invite you to our next embroidery night, which is, what's the date? Yeah. The 23rd, Friday the 23rd is our next embroidery night. And I'm looking forward to it because we're going to have these really cool designs and we're going to have a lot of very yummy tea that we've been serving. So a hot, a hot tea with a little bit of pastries and embroidery is the perfect Friday night, in my opinion. 
So bring a friend or meet a friend here. Um, embroidery nights. Sign up on our website. It is at soloka.com. There are other things I wanted to talk about, like Earth Day. Earth Day is approaching us, and what does that mean? <laughs> Earth Day is, I guess, like a celebration where you want to be a little bit more mindful of recycling, waste, all that kind of stuff, right? And so for us, Earth Day is every single day, right? But we have a lot of really cool projects that we really want to showcase at different Earth Day venues. One of the projects that we're working on, since recently we got donated two big boxes of men's ties. So we got these boxes of men's ties and I said, we should make something cool out of this. And what we are working on right now is basically creating a jacket made completely out of men's ties. And I think it will be a fun project for you to be able to look at, be able to see, and be able to understand that it was made out of completely out of men's ties, which is really cool. I really like adding all the details to show that it what what the life of this project used to be so if it was a tie before I really like adding all the little signature you know tags that a tie usually comes in or the shape of the tie or things like that so like that you have a better idea of what this used to be another really cool project that we are working on for you know to be able to showcase some of the cool things that we do as start to finish is recently when we were thrifting, I found two pairs of men's Ben Davis pants. They are in perfect condition. They're size 50, so they are fairly large. And I was obsessed with them. They, they, it's a perfect fabric. I would say that the fabric is like a canvas fabric um I got one that was in a khaki color and the other one's an olive green and so we are going to take them apart and create a really cool jacket and the jacket will be a two-tone jacket and like I said we're going to keep all the detailing of the pants so you're able to see that they used to be pants before and so we're going to be using the the belt loops, we're going to be using all that kind of stuff to be able to show that they were pants before. I'm really excited about that project because who doesn't love Ben Davis? Ben Davis is a great brand that focuses on basically um, workwear and um, it plays a huge part in our my cultural upbringing, um, obviously being raised in San Fernando Valley in the early um, 90s seeing all my cousins wearing Ben Davis all that so this brings a lot of memories of Aquanet um, Three Flower and Ben Davis so <laughs> I'm excited about it I think it's going to look great I already have a vision for it and I'm just ready and excited to execute this project because this project is like I said, it's going to be a very striking project. And 
It's going to be on the website. You'll be able to purchase it. Um, just like the tie jacket, this Ben Davis jacket. And then we also have another jacket. And I'm sure you guys have seen a jacket that we've made like this before. And it's made out of denim scraps. And so our denim scrap jackets, we really enjoy creating those because they're made out of just denim jeans. And so most of the time people don't know where they could recycle textiles, right? And it's one thing to basically drop it off at a Goodwill or donate it somewhere where people could utilize clothes. But if you don't have a place, we usually take denim pants. And what we do with them is we create things like this. And so one of the things to remember is that a pair of denim pants requires a lot of water. It's about 1,200 gallons of water just to produce one pair of pants. So that being said, one pair of pants requires that much water. So for them to end up in a landfill is really heartbreaking. So in that case, we really like to take old pairs of jeans and we like to convert them into something else. So this will be the second time that we create a denim jacket utilizing scraps that we have had in the studio. And like I said, I really enjoy incorporating all the small details to let you know what it used to be before. And I really enjoy this kind of project because it allows for you to be able to see what you're capable of doing with your old denim jeans. And guess what? We all have denim jeans and we all have been, you know, part of that, you know, problem of what do we do with our old pair of jeans? What can we do with these? And so if you don't know what to do with them, you could always commission me to make you a really cool jacket with them. So there you go. I really enjoy creating the denim jacket out of the scraps because they're all completely different. It's basically having a fingerprint on your jacket. Every every jacket is such an individual jacket. And by creating, by adding all these little details of what the jacket used to be, it really allows for there to be an even more uniqueness to it. So in that way, I really enjoy creating these because it allows for everyone to have a one-of-one -one jacket, which I'm really excited about and I'm really passionate about that because as most of you guys know, um, I don't like creating two or three or four of each one. I just like making one of each one. So those are the three jackets that we have right now for Earth Day. Um, we are thinking of having one of them at our um, at an event that is happening, which is the Hello Neighbor. We're going to have an art piece there. We haven't decided which jacket we will showcase for this event but it is happening soon and we're excited about it because it's here local in our neighborhood and we just can't wait for that one so I had to say all the things I needed to say I'm grateful that I'm here it's a beautiful day I don't know if you could see outside but <laughs> it's a beautiful day it's actually Valentine's Day and I'm excited to 
get a heart-shaped pizza. I'm excited to get some coffee with my boo. And I'm just really excited to create a lot of really cool things this week. Um, We are doing a photo shoot today, which a lot of things are going to go on the website, which we're very excited for. And I did want to touch on something that is just a reminder. This is a reminder for anyone that likes supporting small businesses. Please continue to support small businesses. We are the backbone of the communities and we really need your support. And by doing that, we're not asking for you to buy something. We're just asking you to share our story, to tell your friends about us, and sometimes just dropping our name in a room of people that would be interested in the things that we do. It's just that simple. And I feel that it could really benefit any kind of small business owner if we all did that, right? So if there is a business that you would like to basically share or do any of that kind of stuff, please do so because that really genuinely helps us a lot. But with that being said, thank you guys so much for um, following us on season two now. (laughs) But I'm excited. There's a lot of amazing things that are planned for this new year. There's a lot of amazing people that I'm really excited to work with. There is a lot of amazing opportunities I still don't know that are actually aligning themselves with right now. But I'm excited. I feel like the new year has um, really awoken us. Um, And we're awake. We're ready. And um, we're here for it. So um, we'll see you next time with a really cool guest. Bye.